to the Why So Serious Podcast. I feel your heart beat to the beat of my drum. We're back. We're back, baby. Like that intro, Andy. You sounded really good. Woo! Man, I'm, ah. I'm happy to be back. Episode 9. Episode 9. Perfect square. Three really? times three is nine. Sheesh. That's a little math for you. Quick education point of the day. We're here. Uh, we're fired up. We both had pretty cool, eventful weekends. Um, we'd love to tell you about them, so I'm not even going to waste any more time, honestly. We're just going to get right into it. Andy, take it away. So this weekend, I went to my cousin's wedding in Atlanta, and what did you do? I also went to a wedding in Huntsville. Okay, so that's interesting. Okay, so yesterday, we, we, we texted each other, like, dude, let's get together, let's co- record the pod, and I said, that sounds great, so... We plan to meet yesterday around 4 o'clock and get the pod out. Today is Monday, June 3rd, so we plan to meet yesterday. And I started to feel a little bit rough when I woke up. How so, buddy? I woke up around 3 a.m. hot. I'm talking burning. Sweating? Fever pitch. Uh Uh-oh. And I just thought that I was in a room with no fans, staying with our buddy Alex Fuall, you love know, you. You know he doesn't like the AC. <laughs> he doesn't love the AC, but I just Mike doesn't grow on trees, boy. I chalked it up to no fan, heavy blankets. You just got hot. How was that tummy doing, though? That tum-tum was doing... You know what? My tummy wasn't hurting that bad, to be honest. Okay. But the uh, the other end of the spectrum <laughs> was a little bit, you know... Gurgly? <laughs> let's say... let's just. It's safe to say that all day yesterday I watched Leaky Blinders. <laughs> Leaky blinders. Anyway, anyway, so we didn't record yesterday, but we're back. You're going to have your Jordan flu game. I was going to have my Jordan or flu so game. Or so I say your Jordan poo game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you like that? I like that a lot. Okay. Right. Moving on. Let's, anyway, uh, let's get to the, the nitty gritty. So, um... We're here bef- recording now. We're here recording now, and before we hop into our wedding you know back and forth you and me talking about some things about weddings i got some other things i want to talk about before we get into the meat of this this week's episode open up the oven and cook boy so as you know as you know i'm moving out of my house i mentioned it to the listeners on our last episode Mm. it's sad for me but it's okay i i have i'm going to apartment downtown but since last week my brother and his his wife have moved in with me And their three cats have as well. Oh, that's a terrible, terrible thing. So I've been living with three cats, and I've never lived with a cat inside my entire life. My mom's allergic. She just really doesn't like them, to yeah. be honest. We had outdoor, I mean, who does? We had outdoor cats <laughs> when we were growing up because we had a lot of mice, lived out in the country. What do you mean you had outdoor cats? <laughs> we, like non-domesticated cats? Exactly. <laughs> Is that even a thing? <laughs> it is an Aniana. <laughs> Okay. So, cats, felines, oh. yes, or as scientists call them, catus feline. Ooh, cats, for when you when you can't have a dog, man's lower maintenance friend who spends the majority of its life indoors. Interesting thought here. Are cats vitamin D deficient, Jamal? I really don't know. Honestly, probably. So, that could be a good marketing opportunity. We'll talk about that later. We could workshop it. Anyway. In the last week or so, cats have become a very intimate part of my life. Oh, and I've kind of just had to live with them, and I didn't really know um, what to expect. So my first instance of getting to, you know, acquainted with living with cats, I was sitting on the couch doing a little bit of schoolwork, looking at my laptop. All of a sudden, this cat just jumps up on the couch with me. 
and rubbing me. Uh, it, it is aggressive. I'm talking like head, like yeah. boom. When they're trying to like scratch themselves, basically. Exactly, using you as a pose to scratch themselves. What do I look like? A piece of meat? So I, <laughs> so I pet, I, I, I pet uh, this particular cat's Naomi. I pet her and I say, "Good, okay." And I just like kind of shoo off the couch. <laughs> get, get, get out of here, get boy. Get. So this cat is an aggressive lover. It, it will run between your legs and try to do the same thing, rubbing its head. So I uh, go to the bathroom, as one does in their own home, and no one else is home, so I didn't think to close the door. Uh-oh. So I start doing, I do, I start doing my business, uh, number one style, Yeah. and this cat starts running through my legs. Oh, no. And whips up its tail. Oh, no. <laughs> and my you peed on it? <laughs> You peed on your brother's cat? (laughs) I feel terrible about it, but... Does he know? (laughs) I I get him, maybe. (laughs) He's going to find out soon. Oh, no. Anyway, so this cat runs through my stream, essentially. I'm like, what are you doing? I would just feel a lot more comfortable if I was with you, is what that cat was thinking. (laughs) So that is one one thing that's happened to me. Next thing, next morning, I wake up. I wake up, you know, probably around 5.30. I don't, you know, I wear contacts and yeah. glasses. I can't see anything. Yeah. So I open my door. I'm going to the bathroom to, to shower for the morning. I, I'm prepared to close the door before they try to run into the bathroom with me. But as soon as I open my bedroom door, all three of those oh, no. <laughs> little things dart into my room. And I'm like, no, it's 530. I don't need this. And you can't see. I can't see. They. I say, I'm going to deal with this later. I just go take my shower, put my contacts in, go in there, and one is on my bed, one's under my bed, and one's going through my clothes. That's the worst. I hate cats. So I pick them up <laughs> one by one and place them outside the room, close it. Yeah. Okay, that's just annoying. Whatever, whatever. And two days go by, nothing. I just kind of get used to the cats being around. Nothing too crazy happens. I sense the climax coming. So here is the climax. <laughs> so picture me in the bed, sleepy boy. Ooh. 3 a.m. Snoring? Could be. Who knows? <laughs> if if no one saw it, did it happen? Yeah. Shrouding your snore or whatever. Yeah. I'm sleeping and I think I'm catching some good Z's. I don't know. I wake up to this loud bang. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what it is. I freak out. I go, whoa. I go, Rob, is that you? Because yeah. I thought he was like coming in like, hey, what are you doing in here? And I hear, next thing I hear another Bang. And then all of a sudden I hear claws at my door. And oh, I go, no. You <laughs> open the door. This cat is just literally running into my door. Claws are just like outstretched trying to see me. Here's the thing. I don't know. Here's the thing. All of this just further confirms all of my prior beliefs about cats. Is that they are the worst. They don't do anything good. Dogs are friendly. You can call a dog by its name. It'll come over. It'll be like, hey, what's up, man? Like, let's hang out. Cats, though, all they do is rub against you, claw you. They're they're annoying. They're fussy. I mean, and, and you know, if you like cats, that's great. I'm, I'm not going to convince you otherwise. My brother loves cats. He has a cat. Its name is Cake. Um, I I have no problem with that. Yeah. I'm I, just saying yeah. what, you're, what you've just illustrated to me, it just further kind of strengthens the point that cats are... Uh, quite frankly, obsolete. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, I don't, I don't loathe cats. They're fine to me. Um, I think that some of their behaviors are a little bizarre. Uh, I think this can fall 
dogs can do the same thing. But one thing that would be against cats for me is you've never seen a cat hike, go on a hike with you. And um, yeah. that's why I would never own one. Yeah. It's like you can't take them outdoors. Well, that's like, that is great. The only yeah, the only cat I've ever liked is Garfield. Um, <laughs> shout out lasagna. Shout out lasagna. So, Neesmith, great point. We'd obviously love to hear the listeners' take on this. There's probably, you know, people that like cats are typically pretty loyal. So I feel like we'll have a couple people just really lash out at, at us for that. But we'll see. So as you alluded to prior, Neesmith, we both went to weddings this weekend. Yes, we did. So we kind of wanted to make this sort of a wedding special episode. And what does that mean? That means we're going to talk about things that you do and you don't do at weddings. We're going to talk about the food at weddings. We're going to talk about a lot of things. But what we're going to talk about first is wedding registries. Woo! Right? Okay. Everybody that's ever been at a wedding that's been married has had a wedding registry. It's a very popular thing. It's something that everybody has. It makes it a little bit easier on people. It makes it a little bit easier. It's understandable. Basically, you go to a store, you get this little kind of whatever it's called, barcode scanner, and you scan things that you want Mm -hmm. people to buy you, and they will buy it for you. I understand it. I just want to talk for a second about registries, if you don't mind. Okay, go on. I have friends that I care deeply about that have gotten married. I have friends that, you know, will get married, obviously. Most of my friends at some point will probably get married. And I'm going to have to buy a present for them. And I'm the kind of guy that I want the present to be a reflection of how important our friendship has been. I want it to mean something. What wedding registries do is it it eliminates that. It makes that impossible. I can't do that anymore. (laughs) I can't buy a present for you that means something. I instead have to say, you know what? We've been friends for so long, Andrew, and I care about you so deeply. Here's a... Swiffer wet jet for fifty nine ninety nine. <laughs> You're gonna use it, and it's a practical gift. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Second, I don't either. I don't yeah. either. Second point. Second point. Why does everybody want a crock pot? Everybody has a crock pot on the registry. Here's the deal, Susan. What you're going to do is you're going to get a chicken recipe from your mom. You're going to cook it one time, complain about how it took too long, and you're not going to use it again. So why do you want a crock pot? <laughs> crock pots are very... They have good use, yeah. but... He, I agree with Jamal on this, is that the majority of people that get a crock pot during their wedding registry gifts yeah. say, it's too hard to clean, I'm not going to deal with that right. anymore. And, the, and you know, the wedding registry is another thing is, you know, you got gifts that are anywhere from $9.99, we're talking things like utensils, things that are practical for your kitchen, all the way to, like, things that are $1,000, like... Your air fryer. Yeah, your air fryer. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'll air fry something once or twice. <laughs> like, here... You know, but then there's not a lot of in-between stuff. There's not a lot of no. things between 50 and 100 that actually can, that you can get that that are meaningful gifts. And so that's my only beef with registries, okay? Um, the last thing I'll say is, can we give people cash? How does that work? I think you can. You know, because at that at the same way of, like, me saying to you, hey, D. Smith, we've been great friends since the beginning of college. I care about your friendship. Here's $100. Go buy, like, seven avocados from Whole Foods. Like, that's what our friendship means. <laughs> Maybe six. <laughs> Maybe six. Depend, <laughs> depends if they're on sale. So I'm with you on this. I think that you you should be able to do whatever you want for the couple. I understand the idea of a wedding registry, but I, I also don't think that people should strictly have to go off of it. I agree, and that's my point. And I also think that it would be cool to see – registries open up to different, you know, places other than household items like William Sonoma and Bed, Bed Bath, Bath & Beyond. Beyond. Like, 
it's okay if you yeah. go to you know Dick's and get yeah. like fishing lures or something. Or crazy. Best Buy and get them an Xbox. I don't know. <laughs> hey, big spender. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the whole thing with wedding registries. You know, we understand that they're practical and all that stuff. And yes, you need things for your kitchen because you're starting a family. Blah 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 blah. blah. Okay, but. Just let me buy you something that means a little more to our friendship, okay? Just let me have that. But what will I do without my stainless steel slotted <laughs> yeah. spatula? Yeah. If I don't have a pitcher, how am I going to serve sangrias in the summer? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so yeah. now we're going to move on to out of the wedding registry phase toward that perfect weekend. The wedding weekend. Yeah, boy. So... Jamal and I kind of just want to talk about the whole wedding weekend as far as during the ceremony and the reception that mm -hmm. will come after. And kind of just some things, our thoughts on it, and maybe a little bit of a do or don't list for mm -hmm. the listeners. I like that. We'll call this like kind of tips for wedding weekends, tips, do's and don'ts, etiquette. Neesmith, take it away. In a conversation. So the first thing we're going to talk about is food at a wedding. Okay. And I like that. I think that... When it comes to food at a wedding, you have a lot of options. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of different ways you can go with food. Mm -hmm. You can go with a buffet. Mm. You can go with a sit-down meal. Ooh. Or you can go with just like just some finger food. Finger foods. foods. Kind of in a buffet style. You mm -hmm. got people walking around with platters. Serving what little what are your thoughts on this? Right. So let's break it down like you said. Perfect. Buffet. So you got a buffet with a bunch of main dishes, food, sides, et cetera, et cetera. Pro cons of buffets. Okay. What do you think? So... In, in the three things that we've listed, the sit-down meal, the finger food type buffet, and then the actual buffet, I think without a doubt the buffet wins, okay? Critical things about a buffet at a wedding. You have to have chicken fingers, okay? Must, must have them. They're easy. They're simple. They're, they're, people love them. You can grab one and just eat it while you're walking. You can grab 13 and eat them out of <laughs> – you can do whatever you want. That's you, boy. And no one dislikes them, Okay. But then you also maybe want some side items, maybe like fried green tomatoes or maybe some mashed potatoes or some weird gourmet mac and cheese that people really like. I don't know. I just think that the options are there. I look forward to the food spread at a wedding. So I, I do too. I really want that buffet. What are you thinking? So I love buffets. You know me. Yeah. You absolutely know yeah, me. Yeah, I do. I'm a buffet guy. At and least four plates every time you go. Four plate guy. But the thing about a buffet to me is that I like for there to be variety. Mm -hmm. I like I, I I love your chicken finger take yeah. and but for me I like to have a variety of items that go up in the amount of impact they have on your stomach. Ooh. So the amount of oh man I just ate that I feel really full. Yeah. So I like some lighter items maybe some hors d'oeuvres you know Ooh. little teasers maybe a little bruschetta maybe and you know just some lighter items to get the get get the party rolling. Mm -hmm. It's a long night. It's a long night, man. It's a long night. A lot of sweating. A lot, a lot of, of sweating. A whole lot of sweating yeah. during these summer weddings. Oh, yeah. I'll get to that, boy. And then we get into those, you know, classic dishes that you're mm -hmm. talking about. I, I like a good I like a good mac and cheese bar. I like a good pasta bar. Yeah. I, you, you can do what you want there, and that's it's good to have that flexibility. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, the sit-down meal, it's going to be the, you know, we talked about finger foods. That's good, too. I don't really have much to add on that. It's kind of like more on the lighter side, which is good. You got a lot more, excuse me, variety, so that's fun. The last one I would choose is the sit-down meal. Um, and it's not bad by any means, but my issue is you are going to ask me 
five months in advance if I want chicken, fish, or steak. And I'm going to answer something. And there's a very high probability that when I get there, I'm not going to want that anymore. So I might sit down and, and, so true. and order the salmon. And then I look over at my buddy, you know, Jack or something, and he's got a steak, and it looks really good. I'm going to be upset. There's no way I can have a good experience at that point. Also, I'm going to get a couple pieces of asparagus and some garlic mashed potatoes, and, that, and that's it. There's no variety. I like the ability to literally eat nothing the day of a wedding yeah. and make all of my caloric intake exactly. be during the wedding. I look forward to that, too. And I think a sit-down meal kind of deprives you of that. Because mm-hmm. they're not going to say, would you like another piece, sir? <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, boy, that's your plate. Yeah. That's all you're getting, boy. <laughs> yeah, no You'll more. You'll be lucky to get dessert. <laughs> yeah. They'll have one option for dessert. So, okay, that's that's the food. We, we'd like to hear what you guys think about that. I think buffet typically is what people are going to say. Um, but we're curious as to what you guys think the most essential items in a buffet are at a wedding. So Ooh, what is yours? I mean, like I said, I think it's chicken fingers. Think it's I chicken think fingers? that's absolutely necessary. I also think you got to have fruit of some kind. Because fruit gives you hydration, which is necessary because you're sweating a lot. Um, and it's also just refreshing. You're going to be doing a lot of, you know, eating junk foods. And so fruit gives you that good, like, hey, I'm not a terrible person vibe. So True, true. I think the... Low-key wedding thing that I've seen as far as food goes, it's not like a main dish, but on the way out, have that bag of candy. Ooh. Or where you get to choose your own candy that you put in that bag. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing. The candy bar. The candy bar. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You get a little baggie, put some gummy worms in there. I like that. I like that, too. All right. Let's move on to the meat and potatoes, if you will. Ding! Of this, this episode. Um, this is the major major do's and don'ts, tips, etiquette, et cetera, et cetera, of, of wedding weekends in general. It could be re- in reference to the service. It could be in reference to the actual reception, or it could be anything in between. Neesmith, take it away. What do you think people need to hear about wedding weekends? Are we thinking do's or don'ts first? Yeah, just whatever you got. So my number one don't is don't underdress. Ooh. You don't want to be that guy. Okay. okay. Explain you, what that means. You don't want to be that guy at a wedding. Everyone knows this person at a wedding they've been to or, you know, a wedding that they're currently at at the moment. And you should never have to answer the question as a wet at a wedding by anyone, so you decided to wear that tonight. Oh. You don't ever want to hear that question Ooh. come your way. You want so the big thing that people don't understand is a wedding. You need to blend in. Yeah. You're not trying to stand out. You're not trying to stand out. This, this isn't about you. This is literally not about you at all. Yeah. This weekend is about two people or yeah. whatever, and they're, I think their family is part sure, of it too. Yeah. But um, you are just trying to get in. You're fly on the wall, boy. Fly on the wall, make their weekend fun, and provide some, you know, just excitement that you're there. Mm-hmm. But your clothes should never be a reason that someone notices you. I agree. That's a fantastic point. You know what? I'm going to give a point too, and it also regards clothing. This one is particularly important for males and also particularly important for people with outdoor weddings. This happened to me recently, and I'd like to share my experience. If you are going to wear a dark button-down, let's say a blue button-down, you absolutely must wear an undershirt. There's no way around it. You need to do it. Fun story. I went to a wedding recently that was outdoors. It was about 85 degrees and humid. Um, I wore a blue button-down, one of my <laughs> finest. It was more of a light blue, if you will. Um, and let's just say at the end of, uh, not even at the end, within 10 minutes of the wedding starting, I had a different shade of blue as my shirt. I was dripping in sweat. Uh, I Everyone knew it. 
So it was really weird. I didn't like it. It was funny <laughs> at my expense. It was just made for a really rough start to the wedding. And I didn't like that. I wish I would have worn an undershirt or a white shirt or something else. So that's my tip. I wore a white shirt this weekend, and I um, actually won the wet t-shirt contest. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Went straight through it. I guess the thing is, just wear an undershirt if you know you're going to be outdoors, because you don't want to be sweating through all that. Nobody, I mean, people are just going to get laughed at. I wish I had heard that before this weekend. Yeah. I, I, I did not do so that. So that's a pearl, boys, and uh, anyone that wears dark clothing, definitely make sure you wear an undershirt. So I'll go back into another one. So my next one is... Snake draft. Yeah, snake draft. Make your appearance early. Get your FaceTime with the bride and groom early. Let them know that you were there. You don't want to be tied down by that. And I'm not here to make it seem like, oh, this wedding isn't that cool. Like, I'm on my own terms. I'm not saying that. I'm just kind of copying what Jim Halpert said one time. Basically, all you want to do is you want to go in. You want to make a quick, hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us. Oh, my God, you look beautiful. Oh, dude, I'm so happy for you. Let's, let's have a good time tonight. And they'll be like, oh, yeah. Because here's the thing. They don't really care about that conversation that much. They just want to have a smooth wedding and go to Jamaica. That's all they want to do. And they want to remember in the long run, oh, yeah, I saw Andrew. He said, hey, like, immediately after the wedding was over. And that's it. And so what that does for you, Neesmith, is that lets you do whatever you want for the rest of the night. You can go take a walk and observe the, you know, the area. You can get food, drink. You can do whatever you want, and you're not tied down. That's a key. I like that a lot. Yeah. That is, that is getting your face seen. You get it out of the way because, you know, you don't want to find yourself late in the night having to find them and thank exactly. them and congr- congratulate them. And it just really puts you in a position for success for the rest of the night. Yeah, exactly. So that's a nice little bow tie on that, Neesmith. What do you got? My, uh, I'm going to continue. I only have one more thing not for, uh, for people not to do at a wedding. And kind of short and sweet. Saw it this weekend a couple times. And it's just it's a health hazard more than anything. Um, don't bring glass drinks onto the dance floor, Ooh! especially later on in the evening after you've had a couple sure. of said glass drinks. Sure. Uh, they have a tendency to hit the ground. Yeah. Especially on a packed dance floor. Yeah. People get hurt. And, uh, you know, cracking glass on a dance floor where people are not wearing shoes is dangerous. That is my PSA for the day. Do not take a glass drink onto the dance floor. Wow. I, I really, really like that. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, I've got, I've got one last one and this one, you know, all of mine are going to kind of sound like, Hey man, you're really insensitive and I don't want them to sound like that. Okay. (laughs) I I really just, we've all been at weddings that sometimes maybe have gone a little too long or sometimes, you know, you're like, Hey, come on, hurry up. Like everybody is thinking it. Okay. So I'm not the only one out there that thinks that make sure your phone's charged when you're at the reception or before the reception, when you're at the service, because Hey. You know, your buddies might be groomsmen. They might be walking down. You want to take pictures of them, all right? You might want to get a picture of your buddy who's the groom crying when his wife gets shown and everyone's really emotional. That's a nice picture to have. But also, some of these some of these go a little long. They might be a little one too many songs or, you know, they might have some speeches mixed in there. You need your phone. And also, onto that, if you're a guy our age, someone that's, you know, a good friend of the groom, but it's not a family member, not an integral part, sit in the back. Sit in the back, okay? Because if you're looking like a fool, if you're on your phone acting up, people are going to see it, and they're going to think, oh, that guy doesn't really care about this. But if you're in the back, you can do whatever you want and get away with it. That's a big tip. Also, I'm not that insensitive, I promise. Neesmith, what do you think? I think that if you're going to do that, sit in the very back, but um, I would try to avoid it. I'm on the other end of the spectrum on this one. (laughs) Do not use your phone at a wedding. It's an hour. You can make it. Okay? 
I won't talk much more about that. Anyway, <laughs> all I'm saying, look, all I'm saying is. I understand they go too long. I've been there. Okay, I'm not saying be on your phones and play Tetris while your buddy is getting married. I'm just saying sometimes, you know, you might need to send an important text or you might need to take a picture and you might need your phone. I'm okay with the picture part, even though there's a photographer there. You're making me feel bad. (laughs) There's a photographer there literally getting paid so much money to do I don't like what you're doing here. Agree with me. Moving on. Okay, moving on. So... Jamal kind of talked about this uh, a little bit, but one of my things that I would suggest for people to do is to explore the entire wedding space. Don't just walk in and see the first uh, bar or food area and think that that's all they have to offer. I like okay, that. because uh, that's what most people do, and you don't want to be one of part of uh, be a part of most people. Those people are, are are squares because they don't realize that they can go in, into the back of a venue and find the secret bar. The secret bar that has the exact same drinks that they have at the bar when you first walk in. Sure. But the line is way shorter. Sure. So explore the venue. See the different things that people have available, food or beverage otherwise. Yeah. And you will better suit your needs if you explore the That's space. an excellent point because I recently went to a wedding that had in the middle as a beautiful wedding of my good friend Thompson King. Um, and, you know, they had a really, really nice, like, little buffet set up, two buffets right in the middle, um, exactly the same, uh, you know, items offered mm-hmm. at both. Everything was delicious. But at the back corner, kind of tucked away, was, a like, a like a prime rib sandwich station. The nook and cranny prime yeah, rib. Yeah, not everybody knew about it. So when you walked away with it, they are like, hey, where was that? And you're like, oh, it's actually around the corner. Oh, I'm sorry. So I looked around and found it. Yeah. So, that's see exactly that is exactly that's what I very need. practical okay. advice that you just gave the audience you might save them you know the trouble of finding good food or drinks in a timely manner so that that's phenomenal I love that last thing uh, for people who are I don't know shy or think it's not cool uh, you're wrong you need to hit the dance floor yes the most times you go to a wedding they have paid for a band mm-hmm. or a DJ they, they literally paid somebody money somebody money to to play music for you to dance to yes and they, they give away, they literally just give it to you. All you got to say is, I'd like a drink. Yeah. And they give away liquid courage. Yeah. So no one... You are not too cool to dance at your friend's wedding. No one is too cool. No one is too cool. No one is good at dancing. No one at is. At least most of the part. Most I've part. seen you dance. You look like an idiot. I'm terrible. Have you seen me dance? Yeah, you're really bad. Yeah, we're all bad. But we get out there. Yeah. And we show support and we have a good time and that's all it's about. All jokes aside... You know, whether you agree with our list or not, the point is not to make the weekend all about you. It's about everyone else. It's about the family and the people getting married. And your job is to have fun, but make it about them. And so you better be dancing. Preach. You better be enjoying the food that they spend so much money on. You better be talking to their parents and the old older people there. Not too much, though. Okay? Don't be hitting on the older people there. Okay? No one likes that. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. There are people out there who have done that. Just enjoy the wedding and be a, be a good guest. But don't overenjoy. Don't, yeah, no overindulgence, okay? We don't support that. Now, last thing. Got about a minute left, Nismet. Okay. You, you touched on this, and I want a quick hit, one hitter, what, what your answer is, and I want a quick explanation. Band or DJ? Band with horns. Let's uh, go. Really? I need that. I need that. Woo! You need the live man singing... Man or woman. Man or woman. I love when they both I like sing. A good, yeah, I like a good combination as well. I like the horns as well. I'm also banned. 
Um, although a DJ can throw in a nice little vibe, maybe half band, half DJ, a little When hybrid. the band takes a break, the, the songs they play is so key. Yeah. You you need to play good tunes that people actually want to dance I think to. horns are absolutely necessary. I like that touch. So, uh, What's one wedding song that you actually like to hear every time? You know, you say, if they don't play this, I'm kind of upset, but I'm not going to tell anybody about it. Um, wow. This is really on the spot. I don't have one. That's okay. I just thought about this because <laughs> they played it at the wedding, and I hadn't heard it in many weddings, but Dancing in the Moonlight by Ooh, King Harvest. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. That, everyone gets going on that one. Yeah, Great song. That's a good song. That's an oldie. Everyone knows it. So, All right. We touched on a lot of things today. Neesmith made me look bad for saying that I think you should have a charge of phone at the wedding. Please don't take that seriously, but also <laughs> kind of do because it's important. All right. So that was this episode of the Why So Serious podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Pod one And you can listen to us on the Apple iTunes Podcast Network as well as Spotify and SoundCloud. We really, really enjoyed this episode. We look forward to the next episode, which will be episode 10. Woo! Woo-woo! Don't look now! Hot podcast alert! <laughs> <laughs> we look forward uh, to the next episode, but until then, don't, don't be, be so, so serious. serious. <laughs>